0: Cosmic Canvas Studio presents
1: So the ground is definitely getting more
2: monster Probably because we unleashed a monster Men, to arms, to arms
3: The great mountain beast awakens After so long, it returns Prepare for the end Sanctopolis, ready yourself This is it This is the end
2: of all that we've worked for. (laughs) Ha ha ha! Maybe this is how we defeat my dad.
1: Yeah, we'll send a giant monster to stomp on him.
2: Uh, and then everyone else
1: in the city? Oh, right.
2: Lame. We finally get ourselves a pet monster and we can't even use it. I know, right?
1: I live. After thousands of years
0: having been sealed away, I stand here stronger than ever. All of you are like ants before me, and all will die before Kragathor the mighty.
2: Holy crap, you are huge!
0: Yes, and you are puny,
1: puny little mortals
0: who dared to free me.
1: Um, excuse me. But we freed you, so you better be nice to us.
2: Yeah, we brought you into this world and we can take you out. You dare think that I, Kragathor the
0: Mighty, can be defeated by two jabbering idiots?
2: First off, pal,
1: why do you keep saying your full name?
0: Well, my name is just
1: Kragathor,
0: but I'm trying to make Kragathor the Mighty stick. You know, a cool nickname?
1: You can't pick your own nickname, dude. Seriously, that's like rule number one of nicknames.
3: Fire the Mystic Towers! No, you
0: can pick your own nickname. There's nothing wrong with that.
1: There is so much wrong with it. I don't even know where to begin. I'll try. Okay, so nicknames aren't for
2: you, they're for other people.
1: Right, so when you create your own, you're really telling the world
2: how you want them to see you. But in reality, a nickname is a reflection of how you are actually seen by others. What?
3: Really? Our spells do nothing! Prepare the obelisk while the pair distract the beast!
2: Yeah, see, if you pick your own
1: nickname, you're automatically going to pick a good one. Well, I I clearly want a good nickname. I mean, who doesn't? Seriously, we all want a good nickname but sometimes bad nicknames are nice too. Like in high school, I was called Twig Man because of how tall and twig-like I was and also because of how flammable I was and also because my teacher turned me into a tree for a full semester.
2: Thorn twigs, right. You just gotta let life roll over you and whatever sticks, sticks.
1: Huh, but but I really want a nickname. Well, the easiest way to get a nickname is to- Obelis, fire the full payloads. Fire before it destroys us all! Go on an adventure
3: with friends! Oh! uh, See- Oh, this is embarrassing, but you see- Our attacks do nothing! We must prepare one last-ditch effort. Awaken the Dark Mage! He shall use his cursed magics to save us, or perish with us!
0: I don't have any friends, you know? Being sealed away for eons has ruined my social life.
2: Ugh, tell me about it. One time I was turned to stone for a solid six years! By that time, everyone else had graduated except for me! Talk about Arrested Development. Tell
1: you what, if you aren't busy, we could always go on a quick adventure with you.
0: Well, I mean, I was gonna annihilate this city and everyone in it, then go on a rampage and kill everyone in the world, and then take flight to the next world and rinse,
1: wash, repeat. And what is everyone going to be shouting in terror as you fight
2: them? Oh, look out! It's Cragton! And just Cragton. Not Cragton the Mighty because he picked his own nickname. He should be ashamed of himself. And
1: they probably will point. Do you really want people pointing at you?
2: Not out of terror,
1: but because you picked your own nickname?
2: No! Not at all! Then what's stopping you? Let's go on an adventure and just see what happens.
0: You know what? Sold. Let's do it. Let's go on an adventure together.
2: On oh, Wicked
1: Also Bob, and now apparently a mountain beast away! Oh, hey! Come along with me. Come
0: along, I'll sing it again. Bruh! Come along with me. Well, I think we'll be friends. Come along with me. Come along, I'll sing it again. Come along.
2: Ma'am, we're here about that ad you posted in the tavern, about the kitten stuck in the tree.
1: Where is it? I've been ripping out trees left and right, and I've yet to find
0: a single kitty.
1: (laughs) Oh great, she passed out too. Throw her in the stretcher with the
2: others. I think we'll be friends. Stop right there, evil bandits! Your highway robbery is over! Run! Run, you fools! There's a mountain abomination chasing us! Quick, Cragton! Use your gigantic fist
1: to grab those merchant goods they stole! Oops. I
0: crushed the wagon. Again. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll be friends.
3: Foolish village of Rancar! The evil, mighty wizard. Uh, the unstoppable? What is going on over there? Wizard, we
1: surrender.
0: Just send your monstrous abomination away from us, please. Actually, I
3: don't know who that monster belongs to.
1: There you are, evil wizard. We have been searching far and wide for you.
2: Have you seen this cat? We've been looking everywhere for it.
1: Guess they haven't.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we'll be friends.
1: Beautiful out here in the countryside.
2: Yeah, so peaceful.
0: You know, I gotta say, these last four months have been the best in my entire life. Sure, I normally just stomp around, get sealed away for a few eons and then break out, only to go through the motions again. But it feels good going on a quest. Saving kittens, putting out house fires, collecting bear claws that inexplicably drop only every other bear. This has been good for me. (laughs) I feel alive. Really,
1: it's been fun going on adventures with you.
2: I think we finally came up with a nickname for you. Crash.
1: Crash? Four months of fighting side
0: by side, battling bandits, elementals, dragons and owl fiends? And all I get is
2: Crash? It's so cool. You should be honored. Seriously, you smash and Crash everywhere, and you don't take nothing from no one. Hmm. You know what?
0: Crash is pretty cool. But you know what's even cooler?
1: Stomping on us brutally?
0: Going crunch, crunch, crunch on our bones? No. Having two awesome friends who take you out adventuring just to give you a nickname. <laughs> that is pretty cool. Ah, shucks.
1: We had a good time too.
0: Now then, I guess it's time for me to get back to destroying everyone and everything. Wait. What?
2: Do you mind not doing that? Why? We generally like everyone and everything. Well, except for the people who don't like us. Which is everyone. And the people we don't like. Which also is everyone. But regardless, this is our home, and it wouldn't be cool of you to just get to smashing.
1: Yeah, you're probably right.
2: Besides, people will probably
1: start
0: stereotyping me too. Oh, here comes Crash. He only does one thing. Crash
1: and smash. You know, it would totally blow their minds.
2: If you went to law school. Crash, the mountainous attorney. I can already hear the theme music.
0: Hmm. They do say that the law is written in stone, which means I can totally cheat by writing answers in my arm.
1: And the only thing better than a lawyer friend is an unethical
0: lawyer friend.
2: Go for it!
0: You're right. I'm gonna go back to college. It's time to start getting serious. And what better way to prep for the LSAT than with the Vince Valorian Study Guide. Now with searing ink that embeds the information into your mind. Perfect for crash courses or hastily learning how the law works before your first murder trial.
2: Thanks,
0: Vince! (laughs)
3: Bring in the next peasant.
1: We're back. Did you miss us?
3: Bob? Thornwick? How? You were last seen four months ago, luring the giant beast away, heroically sacrificing your lives
1: to save the city. What? Oh, no. We just went on an adventure with the Mountain Beast.
2: Yeah, and now he's going to college to be a lawyer. Yeah, it's fine. Anyway, we're just
1: here to pick up where we left off. So, hand over the bricks of Calivar, or Bob
2: here will be forced to fight you.
3: You let the monster leave? To wreck
1: havoc on the world? No,
2: we actually listened to what he wanted and then helped him
1: get it. In the process, learning about him and ourselves. Forming
2: a bond that can never be broken. A bond so deep, it almost guarantees he'll always defend us in our legal proceedings for free. And unlike our other lawyers, Bob can't
1: injure him easily.
2: So we're set for life.
1: You converted
3: him? I don't understand what you're saying.
2: We didn't convert him, Dad. We just talked to him. Like a person. A 900-foot-tall mountain person. Made out of stone and rock and pure hatred for mankind. Fueled by the dead spirits of seven witches slain long ago.
1: It's actually a pretty kick-ass origin story.
2: I mean, I'd watch that prequel. Not me. I hate prequels. But what about Disconnected Stories, set in the same world, but with completely different characters and a different premise? Oh, I
3: love those. Huh. Well, no matter. Bob, if you two are here to take the bricks, I must fight you. We couldn't rebuild the wall quickly, but it's under construction. Sanctopolis will be safe again, and I won't allow anyone to stand in the way of its purity.
1: So you won't give them up without a fight? Never. Crap, I thought you'd be so impressed with us that you'd be all like, you were right and I was wrong. You
3: two accidentally unleashing a horror upon the world doesn't really make me any less right than I was four months ago.
2: But your weapons were useless against that monster.
1: Seriously, all you jerks did was fire a ton of spells and weapons at it,
2: and Crash didn't
1: even notice.
2: If it hadn't been for us, your whole city would have been smashed to bits.
1: This never would have happened if you two weren't trying to pry the bricks out. Which never would have happened had you not stuffed the bricks in the wall to begin with. This is your fault. And while Bob and I are experts at shifting blame to the person who is least responsible for wants in our lives we are right this was on you we were just trying to fix
3: a major wrong listen nothing has changed in the four months since you left i haven't had a single moment where i've been like gee i think my son was right so leave now before i am forced to do something i don't feel like doing today
2: hey you, mr Lawkeeper king Delivery guy Sam here, with a pallet of all twelve of the Calavarian bricks that you requested to be moved before construction resumes. I had a quick question. Now that I put all the Calavarian bricks on an easily transportable pallet jack, as you can see all twelve bricks just sitting here, unsecured and out in the open, which room did you want me to put them in? Oh, you
3: could not have picked a worse time to arrive, guy.
2: Hey, back off delivery guy, Sam.
1: Seriously, he's the best. Now, Mr. Sam, Bob and I will happily show you which room to take this pallet into, provided you walk ahead of us and ignore the sounds of Bob's heavy breathing as he gets right behind you with something heavy in his hands.
3: Oh, no, you don't. Thornwick and Bob, those bricks are the rightful property of Sanctopolis.
1: They're the rightful property of the people. califa wants them to form the bridge to the waters of rescue, and it seems he's too cheap to use different bricks.
2: Or more than 12, which frankly I can imagine is just a lawsuit waiting to happen.
1: Right? I mean, I hope he also has safety rails. Wait, you don't think that's an entirely different quest line, do you? Like, oh thanks, Thornwick and Also Bob Incorporated for opening the path to salvation for all. But now I need you to collect the railings of justice and the catastrophe waiver of
2: goodness. I hope not. I don't really have any other family members worth fighting other than my handsome cousin, Captain Marblebees of the good ship Boomshackles.
3: The bricks must not fall into the wrong hands. And you two are the wrong hands. I mean, do you even go to church, Thornwick?
1: I mean, I often pretend to be priests of various religions when filling out tax forms, but other than that, not really. But
2: frankly, I haven't had
1: time to get everything together, because it's just been one big adventure into the next.
2: Seriously, I don't even think we've had a nap since, like, season
1: three. Unless you count that time we were in a dream world and had to fight a ghost or something. I don't. Count it, I mean.
3: I am giving you two one last warning. As a thanks for saving our city from that horrible monster.
1: Hey, Crash was cool. The coolest. One time, we were all tied up to a pole by the evil wizard. Well, Crash wasn't tied up, but he still played along. And then he broke free of his non-existent ropes and heroically risked his life by just pressing his thumb down on the wizard until he yelled uncle.
2: It was a harrowing and death-defying act to save us.
3: Get
1: out.
2: Thornwick, you're up. Hero speech
1: time. Yes, thank you, Bob. Ahem. King Lawkeeper. Your days of law keeping and kingliness are over. I, Thornwick. Oh, where did I put my notes? Crap, I lost them. I, Thornwick th- the wizard, am here To, uh, take the bricks back? Insult his face. And smack you in the face. Ha!
3: Boom! If you two insist upon killing yourselves here, so be it. Draw your weapons. We end this now. And Bob, don't think I'll be merciful again.
1: Merciful? You were literally about to hack his head off when I leapt in the way, whining like a baby. (laughs)
2: So whiny. Whatever. We fight to the death. But not before this short break. Ouch. I said not before the break!
3: I don't know what you're on about, but I'm in it to win it, Bob. And that means not standing around and chugging coffee for no reason.
1: All right, Bob. You know the routine. You distract him by becoming a depository for stab wounds while I thumb through my book and look for the right spell.
2: I thought you had them all dog-eared.
1: Yes, but when you dog-ear every page in the book, it kind of defeats the point.
2: Ha <laughs> Bob, slap, slash, and spearmanoo- oof!
3: Yelling your attacks might help us keep track of your movements, but they also give me a huge advantage, Bob.
1: Keep at it, Bob! i got just the spell! that I will loudly read, out loud, so we all have a clear expectation of what's going to happen, only for it all to go horribly wrong for comedic effect. Not so fast!
2: Whoa! That almost hit me! Bob, help! I'm trying, but that coffee is starting to mess with my stomach! Why did I chug so much of it? Stay back!
1: Ancient power of the breeze, break that man's creaky (laughs) knees. Ha!
3: Your feeble magic is no match for the various surgeries I've had over the years to fix my bad knees.
1: Curses! Metal pins! My spell's only weakness! Oh Thornwick! It's okay, Bob. The foremost thinkers in medical science aren't convinced blood is necessary to live.
2: Charge! Oof! Nice
3: hit. If your spear had broken my armor, that is. It
1: got you to face me,
2: didn't it? Ancient power of the...
1: Backflipping jab attack.
2: Whoa, that's so cool. Like the
1: coolest. Look how he flies to the air and... Ow! Right in the stomach! Bob, I'm starting to think your dad's really good at
2: fighting. Or maybe you just suck at moving out of the way. I mean, you could clearly see him flipping above you. Why didn't you move? I was
1: stunned by his sheer acrobatic graze. I mean, a man of his age moving like that? It is a bona fide work of art.
3: Why are you two arguing instead of fighting me?
1: When did you get here? Die, Thornwick! Not so fast. Are you See, I have the ring of instant teleportation. And if it hadn't teleported somewhere random earlier, it would really help right now. I
2: gotcha! Spear throw! Oof!
3: Nice hit! You almost drew blood. Almost.
2: Wriggle, Thornwick! Wriggle away while you have the chance! I'm worming as hard as I can, but all this blood loss combined with my laziness is making it really, really hard. I'll defend you, (laughs) ha ha! Now then, Dad, if you would kindly return my only spear that I just threw at you, I would love to keep- Ouch! My hand! Bob, stop losing your hands!
1: You're not my real dad! And you should be thankful for that. Ancient power. I uh, think I'm going to pass out for a moment. Bob, you're on your own. I'm going to die and I'll play
2: dead. All right, cool. See you soon, bud. Bye.
3: Did Did your comrade literally just go to sleep during this fight?
2: Yeah, I mean, if you're up for a quick nap, frankly, I wouldn't mind lying down either.
3: This is why you will never be who I wanted you to be, Bob. You refuse to take life seriously. I'm legitimately trying to kill you and your friend, but all you do is goof around.
2: Yeah, and that goofing has kept us alive. I cleared the Everlorn dungeon, Dad. You did? Yep. Blew it up and got the certificate and everything. You know how? By cavorting, goofing, and jesting about for 12 episodes. Ha (laughs) ha! Sweep kick, spear grab!
3: I'd say I'm proud of you. But you didn't kill the cruel and evil Cinterex, so the dungeon still
2: stands. (sniffs) Oof! Ah! My other hand! It's starting the cramp from fighting one-handed. I'm back. Did I miss anything? Yeah, me and my dad made up. We're moving to the country and starting that gelato store. Oh,
3: great! Enough! I'm getting sick and tired of this, this jack goofery. Maybe you don't deserve to die, Bob, because it seems you still don't know how to live.
2: Aw, that's sweet.
3: No. No, it's not. And it seems the only thing keeping you from, from learning this, is the fact that you've been rewarded for not taking it all so seriously.
2: Yeah, I get goof points every month. You should see the catalog.
3: The only way.
2: Oof, right in the jaw. Ugh. I'm going to take a time out from that
3: one. You are going to learn.
1: Uh, I had just gotten up too.
3: Is suffering true tragedy? And what better tragedy is there, Bob, than the loss of a best friend?
1: Don't you dare, Dad! Everything's spinning. Oh, is that a sword? Hi, sword. Are you my mommy?
3: Learn this, Bob. Stop! Life is not a game. It is not a joke. It is the most serious thing on this planet. And I'll be dang darned if you don't learn that lesson now.
2: No! Ah! Enough! <laughs> oh. Holy crap, Bob. You moved like lightning. You want me to get real serious, Dad? Ah. Huh? You want me to grow up? Ah. Uh. Let me just activate all my magical items at once, Pop. Is that serious enough for you? Wait. Every
3: inch of you is glowing.
2: How? Because while well, you've been up on your little tower, keeping Sanctopolis safe, Ulrich and I have crawled through every oh. little oh. crack and crevice of a dungeon. Ugh. Holy
1: crap. You're
2: kicking his ass, Bob. Grabbing anything that wasn't nailed down. And when it was nailed down?
3: Ach, my bad knee. Time. Time out. I yield. You hit my bad knee. We pried
2: it out. Sometimes with our bare hands. Get him. Ah. I said I yield. Yeah, you would, wouldn't you? But guess what? Dad, you don't get to yield out in the real world. Right, Dad? You don't get to say time out and everyone stops when you're in a dungeon and everyone wants to kill you. If you drop your weapon, you're a dead man.
3: Please, Bob, stop. I gave up, you win. My jaw really hurts. What's that, Dad? You want your
2: sword back? Here, let me give it to you. You'd kill an unarmed man? You wanted me to be serious, didn't you? You wanted me to stop playing around. Well, you got it. You got the unbridled Bob for once. And guess what, Dad? Guess what? Serious men don't leave their enemies to lick their wounds. They don't leave anything left to get revenge on their friends or families. They raise their swords and put an end to the ones who hate them. Sorry, Dad, but I'm just doing what you want me to do! Stop! Please! Have fun in hell, or whatever sick version of heaven you're going to! Ah! No!
1: The Scepter of Light is not currently in the hands of the Chosen One. Please return it to the artifact receptacle where you found it, so the real Chosen One can save the world. This is not a test of humility.
2: Thornwick, what are you blocking me for? Stopping you from making a big mistake. Bob, you can't kill your dad. Why not? I mean, he's covered in soft, weak flesh. I mean, you shouldn't. But he was trying to kill you a second ago.
1: Yeah, I know. But Bob, you just got riled up pretty bad. It would be fun for me to just watch you start stabbing your dad and never stop. But I know who you are. Deep down, you could never forgive yourself for losing your temper like this. But just like you told me not to be a bad guy, I'm telling you, Bob, don't be this kind of good guy. Don't be the hero who murders the main villain. Be the one who spares him and then acts all smug and self-righteous about it.
2: But it doesn't work. My dad will always win.
1: Always. And in killing him, he's making sure you'll lose. Bob, you aren't a killer. I've seen you go way out of your way to avoid really, truly hurting anyone who isn't me. This isn't who you are. I know you can be better because you push me to be better, too. Don't do this, please, for your sake. <sighs>
2: Ugh, you're right. Boy, <laughs> I sure got worked up, didn't I? I mean, it was pretty
1: cool the way you completely kicked his ass.
2: <laughs> yeah, dude didn't stand a chance against the old Bob 1 2. Seriously,
1: you smacked him around like he was a rag doll. Nice work. Well, Mr. Lawkeeper, I guess you lose. Now, in the name of Hey, let go! Stay back! Stay back, Bob! I'll slit his throat. I
3: mean
2: it. Come on, Dad. You're really gonna threaten the guy who just saved your life?
3: He only did it to further his own goals. To get his roots deeper into you. To lead you off the path.
2: What? Are
1: you insane? Seriously, Guy, I don't know what kind of complex theology you've developed to become absolutely bonkers, but frankly, I'm impressed with how disconnected from reality you've become.
3: The world is always against us, Bob. And you seem to have chosen the world.
2: I've chosen my best friend. And he in turn chose to save your sorry ass.
3: Stop cursing in holy ground. I'm sorry, Bob. But my only option is to teach you this lesson. To kill Thornwick with this knife I'm holding. In case it wasn't clear to anyone who might not be watching us, but is just listening in one of the hallways or whatever.
1: Wait, wait, wait. King Lawkeeper. I just have one thing to say. Before you kill me,
3: will you repent?
1: Did. Did you really think it was a wise idea to go up against Thornwick and also Bob Incorporated in a room full of unattended bricks? What? Bob, oh, I've got his arms! Get him! Ha <laughs> ha! Bricks <man>.
2: oh. <laughs> We got him! I can't believe it worked! We defeated my father with the most ancient of methods! Not by fighting him, or converting him to our side, but by distracting him, then just wailing on him with a brick. I sure hope his leg is
1: twitching violently for some other reason than severe neurological damage.
2: It's probably just trying to break free while it has the chance. So, now what?
1: We tie him up and when he wakes up we'll lecture him until he changes his ways?
2: I don't think it'll work that way. We better grab the bricks and hightail it out of here. I played dirty against him hitting his bad knee, so that was pretty much the only chance we had against him. Hmm. You know
1: what, Bob? What? I think I have an idea on how to help your father.
2: Chuck him in a river? Eh, don't bother. He's an excellent swimmer. No,
1: Bob. You might not think it, since you've had a difficult past with your dad, but I saw something in his eyes when I showed him that adventuring book. Something human. Something that regretted everything.
2: He'll never admit his regrets. He's the kind of dude who'd rather die than admit his own faults. To us, Bob. He'll never admit them to us. But we don't
1: need him to admit them to us. Just to himself. I... I think he can change. How? That part? I don't know. But I just remember who I was before I went on this ridiculous adventure and how so many people believed i'd never change how so many kings demanded that my head roll since i was a bad egg only one thing changed who i was being thrown out of my world going on an adventure that forced me to confront my own beliefs that showed me something i'd never even considered
2: so what you want us to send him on an adventure give him a help wanted poster and tell him to go for it not quite. I have a more
1: extreme idea. Follow me! There, this is perfect. It's the best way to help him out. You know, I didn't like the idea at first, but it is growing on me. Hidden from the world, your dad had no other option than to forget
2: what outsiders are really like. This should help him gain a new perspective on things. Yeah, and it also fulfills my deep yearning to just fire a guy out of a catapult. Cindy, do you have the target spotted?
1: Yep, the force of madness and terror. Just move six clicks to the right. Oh, what's happening? Where am I?
2: Morning, Dad! Well,
1: Mr. King Keeping Laws, I hope you slept well. And frankly, I'm just happy you actually woke up at all.
3: Ugh, can't get free. What's happening? What are you doing?
2: We're sending you halfway across the world! See,
1: it occurs to me that the worst possible thing a man like you could endure isn't death. It isn't a severe beating, or even being laughed at by unruly teens. The worst thing that can happen is you being forced into the very world you try to seal Sanctopolis away from. What?
2: So we're just going to chuck you way out of the valley and call it a day. How's that
1: sound?
3: You can't send me out there. It's full of... Filthy and depraved outsiders! Actually,
2: you'll be the outsider. <laughs> be prepared to meet fun and interesting people who all want to kill you. Not because of your beliefs, but because they're monsters, ghouls, and just good old-fashioned bandits!
1: My life changed when I was forced off the road. Who knows? Maybe yours will change for the better when we chuck you several thousand miles away from here.
2: Even if you do try to get home, it'll be a hard journey. Doing it alone will be almost impossible. You'll probably have to make a friend who's totally different from you. And over time, you'll build a bond stronger than those differences. And you'll be forced to see the world
1: through their eyes! Building your empathy for those who share different views from you. Learning to live along with them, instead of just blanketly condemning them.
2: Until your best friend secretly betrays you, kills you in your sleep, and then wears your face like a mask! I'm um, what? Nothing. Move
3: along, citizen. Please! Please! No! I'll do whatever you want! Just don't send me up there! The world is filthy, full of corruption and chaos! I can't be exposed to the darkness. It might taint me. It might corrupt me. And then what? I
1: won't be good enough. Sorry, King Lawkeeper, I had to break it to you. But I don't think anyone's good enough. Now then, time for you to go meet all of those people Calivar died for. Yeah. Cindy, will you do the honors? You got it.
3: Curse you, Thornwick. Curse you, Bob! And curse the sturdiness of this firm, strong, Vince-certified catapult. Now available in three different colors, including cherrywood, espresso, and midnight gray.
2: Fire! No! <laughs> Bye, Dad! See you in three weeks for St. Simtol's Festival! Ha! We did it, Bob! We defeated your evil father and hopefully taught him a very important lesson! It's so good! And best of all... You put the boots of barely surviving impacts on him, ensuring he'd feel all the pain of landing.
1: No, you were supposed to put the boots
2: on him. What? I had rope duty.
1: No, I had rope duty. You had boot duty.
2: So, neither of us put the boots on him. The boots of surviving impacts. The boots required to survive long falls. We didn't put those boots on him before we launched him several thousand miles across the landscape? I'm... Sure, he's fine. Yeah, he's a tough nut. He'll be fine. He's, he's definitely fine. <laughs> yeah, he's fine.
1: I mean, I mean, it's not a big deal. Oh, no, God. he's good. I mean, he's good. So, so good.
2: Well, did we just kill your dad on accident? I think we just killed my dad on accident. Crap, that wasn't my intent. Oh, man, we better pack this adventure up right now and just go on the lam. Dad aside is a crime. Relax, you two. I put the boots on him. Oh,
1: thank goodness, Cindy. You're a lifesaver.
2: Seriously, that was... That was close. Bob, look! The bricks! They're in the air! Wow, they're shining so brightly. They're coming right for us! No, they aren't. They're flying up. Away from
1: this place. And I know where they're going. Back to form the rickety, thin bridge that's almost certainly a lawsuit waiting to happen.
2: Well, we better rush back so Calivar can give us the credit and a quest reward before they get there. Else he'll just claim the bridge was always there and he doesn't know what we're talking about. Bob, I think I'm okay with staying here. In Sanctopolis? What, don't you want free money?
1: Bob, we just launched your dad out of a catapult, and by law, that means we get to keep his castle and all his stuff. Dude, catapult law rocks! But, I think... Bob, and I'm, I'm sorry to say this... I think I'm done. Done with what? Not adventuring? I mean, I was never really trying to adventure, you know? I was just looking for something. Money, a little bit of power, maybe supreme control over the entire world. I've been haplessly running from place to place, searching, searching, searching. But I think I'm done with that. Because I finally found what I've been looking for.
2: Oh, that- that's a bummer. There's... So much I don't know,
1: and so much I need to learn. And while the valley is a real mess, I think I realized something in our time here. After fighting all of those threats and parking ticket violations. What? There are always going to be people like Egregious, Mr. Betterself, and your dad, when who wrap themselves in righteousness as a means for controlling and bringing harm to others.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much a guarantee. People suck!
1: Just because we defeated them doesn't mean the valley's truly safe,
2: does it? If anything, we've created a power vacuum. Those types are going to come crawling out of the woodwork.
1: So, maybe? uh, I can't believe I'm saying this. But maybe that's what I'm supposed to do.
2: Rise to power and oppress the people? I mean, I'd be willing to give it a shot. Could be a fun new dynamic.
1: No, Bob. The opposite. Maybe I'm supposed to watch over the valley and protect it.
2: Huh. But but what about our patented heedlessly rushing forward and constantly getting injured?
1: I'm not done getting myself mangled, Bob. And I'm certainly not done hanging out with you. The valley's full of people who need to be looked after. And while I can't pretend to understand what I've just learned about faith and calivar, I can feel it in my bones... Sanctopolis is free now. But for how long? The valley needs people to protect it for low, affordable rates that can be
2: financed with minimal-ish interest. See, this is the part about heroes that I hate the most. Adventuring is fun because you're looking. But heroes find, and sometimes they have to settle down. Sorry, Bob. But I mean,
1: if you have some kind of character-driven thing that you want to do... I'd be happy to follow you, and complain the whole way, while sabotaging both you and myself. You know, a real reversal situation. Think about it, a whole Bob season. Doesn't that sound
2: amazing-slash-horrible beyond all comprehension? Man, I told you, I don't care much about anything, but, uh... (sighs) I care about you, and I actually did care about the valley at one point, if... And I can't believe I'm saying this, but if, if you want to stay in the valley, then fine. What? But don't you
1: hate all of this nonsense I'm starting to become invested in? I do.
2: More than anything. But at the same time, it's easy to criticize, but hard to fix something. With my dad gone, who knows what the valley will become. At the very least, we can find those who would exploit and take advantage of the people, and judiciously kick them until they agree to stop. That does sound noble and heroic. Just promise me something, Thornwick. If we stay here and you keep growing and changing, you can't kick me to the curb. You can't suddenly demand that I be someone I'm not. That's all I ask. That and maybe an equal split of the treasure.
1: Bob, that contract you signed is ironclad. You will never get an even split. Ever. But as for the other thing, Bob, you're my best friend. And more importantly, you cared so much about my own goals and desires that you set aside your own selfishness to help me. I won't ever treat you like a project. You will always be my best friend. That I watch at all times with one eye because I know eventually you're going to lose it and kill me in a delusional
2: rampage. And I'm fine with that. Really? Really. So now what? After all this adventuring, what's left for us to do? Spend time working on infrastructure development projects? Security engineering to help Sanctopolis survive? Now that they don't have a wall? I mean, metaphors aside, a city without a wall might as well just yell, Hey! Invade me!
1: I think there's a lot for us to get done. And since we just fired the man in charge out of the country, I think by law that means we're running the show. And the first thing we're doing is removing that law.
2: Oh, nuts! Okay, yeah! So we just settle down here and not wander from thing to thing, running into monsters and or debt collectors who want us dead. I guess so. So what? I don't know. I
1: guess we just take a break for a little bit, settle down in the valley and live quiet lives until trouble wears its head. Each day we grow in peacefulness and kindness, learning... Simple lessons about loving our fellow men and growing in wisdom with
2: each passing year. That sounds, uh, nice. Like, horribly nice.
1: Sickeningly peaceful.
2: Grossly pleasant.
1: Disgustingly calm. But, yeah, I think we're done here. It's been a fun ride, Bob. But our time at being so bad at adventuring has come to an end. Just like that? Just like that. (sighs) Help! 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 My extremely flammable farm in the valley has been attacked by radish fiends. I'm looking for adventurers or heroes who only charge modest hourly
2: rates to help me. Please! Please! Flamable Radish Farm!
1: Moderate hourly rates? Are you thinking what I'm thinking?
2: Thermic and also Bob Incorporated to the rescue! Hey lady, we'll help you out! Bob, stop shoving me! It's my turn to go through the door first! No way, it's my
1: turn! Nuh-uh! huh I'll kill you! Not if I kill you first! Take that! Take that! Ow! Go away! Stop biting my ears! you mean!
0: And so Thornwick and Bob stayed in the valley, going on many self-contained adventures, growing each day in friendship, kindness, and in their ability to start fires. Wherever there was injustice in the valley, zealotry that led to oppression, or just a big payday to be scored, T and also B Incorporated were there, fighting for justice and racking up arrest warrants. They lived each day fully, and life was never better for either of them. If you have any information that can lead to their capture, there is a cash reward to be had. Please contact your local guard for more information. We're so bad at adventuring We're not good at it We're so bad at adventuring We're not very good at it We're so bad at adventuring We're really not very good at it all
2: And that is it for this series, folks. It has been a truly incredible journey making this story, and I'm thankful to all of you for tuning in weekly and supporting the show. That's going to be it for the adventures of Thornwick and Bob, but don't worry. I'll have some more shows coming down the pipeline set in the same universe. Can't tell you when they'll arrive, but they are coming, so keep an eye out on this channel. Before I sign off, I'd like to thank all of our amazing volunteers for giving so much time and effort to WSBA. I'd like to thank Mr. Rodney, the voice of Thornwick, for sticking with this show through thick and thin. You've been an incredible partner to work with, and I'm so thankful for your help. I'd like to extend a thanks to Kayla for providing us with three seasons of top-notch voice work, especially for season one where she did all of the female voices in our three-person troupe, which made the show even possible. And I'd like to give a great big thank you to all the other team members who spent a great deal of time recording and putting up with my direction. Stephanie, Yackley, Edwin, the folks from the Block Party podcast, and countless other guests who were more than happy to contribute to the project. I'd like to thank my parents for their support of the show, and of me! You folks have taken great care of me and have inspired me greatly. And last, but certainly not least, I'd like to thank Mr. James for everything he's contributed. James, you took our audio production to the next level, and without you, there wouldn't have been a season 4 or 5. Thank you for working with me, putting up with my incessant notes and vague feedback, for not only editing, but also with providing us great voices! I really appreciate everything you've done, and it has been a supreme pleasure working with you. So that's it. Where so bad at adventuring has come to an end. It's bittersweet to say goodbye, but all journeys have an end point. I'm pleased with the ending of the show, and I hope you all enjoy the long tale that I've had to tell. You've all been so good to me, tuning in every week, Supporting me on Patreon and leaving reviews. And I'm so thankful for each and every listener I've had. Thank you all so very much. This is Andrew Porcio saying... Away!